everyone, and welcome to the Saturday Mailbag Show, KBS Listener's Lounge, coming to you from Seoul, the capital of South Korea. As always, we have a lineup of listener letters, a special corner, and more. So please stay tuned. I'm Karen Choi. And I'm Emily Jennings. We'll be right back. Hi, Karen. Hello, Emily. It's always so nice to see you here on Saturday. It is. It signals the start of the weekend for I know. Us. It's very nice to see you here in the studio as well. How's your week? Yeah, my week has been good. It's mm-hmm. been kind of busy here uh, as, as usual, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's been nicer because we had the cherry blossoms I know. to look at. I, it's just, I, spring is such a nice season and I've been enjoying the sun mm-hmm. and I've been enjoying the flowers, taking walks and the lighter clothes. Of course. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you it's can very take nice. off your winter jacket. Mm-hmm. It's been very nice. Uh, so, definitely, it's been a good week. Yeah, it's been great. And, you know, uh, in springtime, there's kind of a, a couple of announcements being made. Mm-hmm. And there was an announcement that there will be a new movie out soon. Yeah. And you probably know which movie I'm talking about because yeah. people are very excited to hear that there is a sequel to mm-hmm. a famous movie that was made a few years ago. Right. You're talking about the hit. It's actually a very old movie, it but is. I still can't believe people are talking about this film. <laughs> I I was very surprised that it was actually released in 2001. 2001, wow. It's been 15, okay, 15 years. years. Yeah, oh so uh, it's the hit My Sassy Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was... It was a huge hit here in Korea. It actually drew 4.88 million people wow. to the theaters, uh, but it was also exported to 18 countries around hmm. the world, and it was remade in Hollywood. Really? But it was also remade in other countries like Nepal. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was a huge hit. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it was remade uh, for Hollywood. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Well, mm-hmm. I... Uh, My Sassy Girl was recommended to me when I first came to Korea. People were like, you have to see this movie. And it was great. Yeah, it's really good. And now the sequel to this international hit, My New Sassy Girl, will be released next month. And I'm sure a lot of fans of the original movie will be looking forward to seeing this one. Mm -hmm. The new film has a new director and a new cast, including Chinese national Victoria Song, who is also a member of the Korean girl group FX, and actor Song Woo. That's so right. I'm sure people are familiar with those as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there, it does have a new cast, mm-hmm. but an old cast member, Cha Taehyun, he will also be joining the cast as well. And the film is a co-production between a Korean film production company and a Chinese investor. And it's actually going to hit 7,000 screens in China as well on wow. April 22nd. Wow, that's huge. So mm-hmm. what is this new film going to be about? Well, I think most Korean audiences will already know what this film is about. And a lot a lot of international audiences who are interested in Korean culture may know a little <laughs> bit about what this film is about. Uh, but Cha Tan's character will be coming back as his old character from the first film, uh, Kyonu, and he has trouble forgetting his old sassy girl who mm-hmm. was played by the international star Chun Ji Hyun <laughs> uh, in the original film. However, he reunites with his old childhood love, his new sassy girl, who is played by Victoria, who protected him from his teasing fellow oh. classmates who you know, it's guys have 
trouble for getting yeah. their old, you know, first loves. <laughs> and apparently this new sassy girl is the only child of a very rich family in wow. China. And she returns to Korea to marry Kyonu, despite the disapproval from her family. Ooh, okay. So that sounds like a very interesting plot. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll have to watch the movie to find out what happens to this couple. Right. And with the popular movie and characters set to come back after 15 years, public interest, as you expect, is running very high. And after a press conference was held on March 1st, the film's preview recorded 720 million views on China's most popular social networking service. Wow. Right. Well, you know, 15 years have passed since Mm -hmm. the first movie came out. So the characters in the movie have grown up and they were college students in the first movie. But now they've, you know, gotten jobs. They've grown up and now they're married. us. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So the audience who have also grown up in the meantime, I think it'll be interesting for them to kind of, you know, follow these developments as well. it'll be really interesting. It'll be an interesting comparison. And there's also a lot of interest as this is Victoria's film debut. And it must have been pretty difficult for her as she's Chinese to act in Korean. Right. But, you know, the director of the film, Cho Gun-shik, he said that she did a really good job. So uh, I think that, you know... I hope that the sequel does even better than the original film and it receives a lot of love and attention from audiences, not just here in Asia, but all over the world, uh, just like the first film did. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Okay, it's time now for us to move on to our listener letters and reception reports. So don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to KBS Listener's Lounge on KBS World Radio. It's time now for us to jump into our listener letters and reception reports. We had another batch of lovely handwritten, typed up, emailed comments, letters and reception reports sent to us by you, our listeners. So let's get started. Okay, so let's start off with some of the emails that we received these past few weeks. Uh, you know, we actually mentioned that Srivatsa mm-hmm. of Bengaluru, India, uh, actually called us on the phone. <laughs> a few weeks ago, and he personally told us about uh, the reception conditions in his area. And he also wrote us an email this week, and here is what he said. He said, Dear Emily, as per my conversation with you on the phone, I'm sending a small article on Korean hotels in Bengaluru. I hope it is useful. Uh, it's about Korean restaurants in Bengaluru. Bengaluru, Bangalore is known as the Silicon Valley of India since it has many technology-driven companies. However, there is also a large number of educational institutions which have thousands of foreign students studying here. It kind of sounds like Pangyo here in Seoul, this oh, area. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, so the combination of companies and educational industries has resulted in many foreign restaurants based in this city. The city is now home to thousands of Koreans, both working professionals and students. Hence, this has resulted in many Korean restaurants opening <laughs> up, and the popularity of Korean food has also increased with more Indians trying it out as well. A lot of Korean restaurants are located in Korean hotels and are family-run. Some of the popular dishes include kimbap or seaweed rolls, uh, omurice or omelette rice, bulgogi, nakjibokgum or stirred fried octopus, hot stone pot or dorsok bibimbap, and all of the restaurants play K-pop music in the background. <laughs> Next time, I'll write more about Korean restaurants here in Bengaluru. In the meantime, enjoy delicious Korean food. Wow, well, thank you so much for telling us all about your city and also for telling us about the Korean restaurants in your area. You know, it's always interesting to hear uh, about people's local areas Mm -hmm. 
because we don't uh, we don't get to visit everywhere in the world, yeah. you know. Um, we unless we grow wings and become birds, it's a little <laughs> difficult. So it's nice to hear from our listeners, and we really enjoyed hearing um, about uh, all the Korean food that you have, and the fact that Indian people are now starting to enjoy Korean food as yeah. well. Yeah, and it's especially interesting because all the food that you mentioned uh, seems to be favorites among uh, many people in Korea, mm-hmm. of course, and around the world as well. There are some very popular ones. I yeah. think dosa uh, bibimbap is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Srivatsa also told us about a lot of other Korean hotels and restaurants. And he was very detailed mm-hmm. in describing their ambience, the architecture, and he knew a lot of the owners by name. Oh, really? So, um, and he told us about the types of food that are sold in detail. So it sounds like he goes to these restaurants yeah. pretty often. So um, the next time that you write into us, please tell us about your favorite Korean dish. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, also, uh, we're also uh, interested to see if you eat Korean food food often. And if you do, do you ever make it at home? Because I was wondering if it's easy to find the ingredients. Because, you know, sometimes it takes a lot of effort to make Korean food. There's a lot of little uh, Mm -hmm. ingredients and details that you need along the way. So let us know if it's easy to find in uh, Bangalore, India. Also, it would be... uh, interesting for you to tell us more about your home city and we look forward to hearing back from you soon. We also heard from our official monitor and DX reporter Krister Brumstam of Sweden and here is what he wrote. Dear KBS, on March 30th, I picked up your transmission to Europe at 1600 UTC on 9.515 megahertz. The frequency is free from interference from other stations, but the signal is not terribly strong. The main problem is local noise from all kinds of electronic equipment in the building where I live. Here are the program details. I heard the news and Seoul Calling, which talked about many Chinese tourists arriving in Korea and the Martial Arts Festival. Earlier today, I have been working on my column for the May edition of QTC magazine. My column deals with international shortwave radio and part of it is devoted to KBS World Radio. Oh, Yeah, that's lovely news. And he said that I will use the very large 70th anniversary QSL card as illustration. I have been writing this monthly column for some six years and I have mentioned KBS World Radio more than once. Kind Regards to all of you at KBS World Radio. Well, thanks so much, Christopher, for your reception report. And it is great to hear that there's no interference mm, on yeah. 9.515 megahertz, uh, which is what we were worried about mm-hmm. for the past few months. But uh, we do hope that the signal gets a little bit stronger. And Christopher, the article that you are writing for a QTC magazine sounds absolutely wonderful and we are very honoured to be featured Mm -hmm. and of course we would love to see the article and share it with our listeners around the world so please send us a copy if you can Mm -hmm. or even a photo of your column would be great or if it is possible to read your column online please let us know we really would love to read it especially since it mentions us all here at KBS World Radio and we hope of course that you're doing well and we do look forward to hearing back from you soon as well Mm -hmm. 
Our next email is from our dear listener, Dario Gabrielli of Dolo, Italy. And here is what he wrote. Dear friends of KBS Radio Korea, my name is Dario Gabrielli and I'm 51 years old. I live in a village situated in north of Italy near Padova and Venice. The place's name is Dolo. With very pleasure on March 8th, 2016, I listened to your program at 1600 to 1610 UTC GMT time on the frequency of 9.515 megahertz. So I'm sending you some details of the program and my reception report in MP3 format that I enclose with this email. I hope you will confirm it and send me a QSL with information about your radio station. The simple code was two across the board. I received your transmission with four band radio Dagon 1128H with indoor telescopic antenna. If my report corresponds to your transmissions, I would like to receive a letter and a QSL card. Well, thank you, Dario, for your reception report and audio file. It sounds like the reception condition was not that great as the simple was two across the board. Now, we will definitely send you a QSL card for your report and we thank you for sending us the audio file so that we can get a clearer idea of what the reception condition was like in your area and we will also pass it on to our technical staff. Mm -hmm. We hope that you are doing very well, Dario. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, had another listener from Italy sending us an email this week. It was Cataldo uh, Ladomada from Loco Rotondo, Italy. However, he listened to our German and Korean language programs, mm. but he wrote to us in English. <laughs> so we will make sure to pass along the reception reports to the respective language sections, and we will make sure to send you a frequency guide and schedule so you can also tune into our English language programs. Yeah, that's a great idea. Now, our next email is from Tim Braille of Selangor, Malaysia. He sent us a number of reception reports and some of them were from last year. So here is what he wrote. Hello and greetings from Malaysia. I am submitting reception reports of KBS World Radio. If these are correct, I would very much appreciate receiving your QSL cards. Please note my reception reports below. Thank you very much in advance and all the best. Well, Tim listened to us on April 1st, 2016 from 1415 to 1500 hours UTC on 9.640 megahertz. And he rated the simple 54544, saying that there was excellent, excellent signal strength despite co-frequency interference and slight fading. He listened to K-pop connection. Mm-hmm. And the reports from last year were from August 7th and 8th. He tuned in at 2000 hours UTC on 5.950 megahertz. And the simple was 23432 on the 7th and 34343 on the 8th. And of the conditions, he noted that the simple was 23432 for August 7th and 34343 for August 8th and said that there was a weak signal with severe station splatter from China National Radio on August 7th and the signal was fair with clear audio despite very noticeable atmospheric noise and slight fading for August 8th. Well, thank you so much for sending us those detailed reports. And we are very happy to hear that 9.640 megahertz was heard loud and clear in your area this time. Also, please let us know what you think of our programs. And if you have any suggestions or comments about them... Mm -hmm. 
or our website and apps as well, please let us know. Yeah. We're looking forward to hearing back from you soon. Now, moving on, we had Konstantin Barsenkov of St. Petersburg, Russia, send us another reception report. And here is what he wrote. Dear friends on KBS World Radio, thank you very much for the nice QSL card. My first reception report was to Russian service, but I often listen to KBS's English language programs. And here below is my next reception report. I tuned in on April 1st at 1800 hours UTC on 7.275 megahertz. The simpo was four across the board from 1835 hours. But before that, until 1830 hours UTC, there was extremely strong interference from China Radio International on the same frequency. From 1830 to 1857, there was slight interference from Voice of Vietnam on 7.289 megahertz. The program details included learning Korean, and there was a conversation in the studio about politics. I am attaching two audio files, which I hope will be of interest to your engineering department. Well, we are very glad to hear from you again, Konstantin, and we hope that you will keep on letting us know of the reception conditions in Russia, as we don't get a lot of reception yeah. Reports from our listeners in Russia, so it is very, very <laughs> valuable to us. So we will make sure to pass along the information as well as your audio files to our technical staff. So thank you so much for being very detailed, and uh, we look forward to hearing back from you soon. Uh, Alberto Silva, Silva Rebel, Reboldo of Chile wrote to us this week, and he said, Dear friends at KBS, greetings from Chile, South America. Saturday, the 12th of March, conditions were favorable for listening to shortwave radio. I send you a report of fear of broadcast in the English language from Kim Jae in South Korea. It is the first time I heard KBS in English, so I would like to receive a QSL card. Glad to listen to your programs. I think I heard KBS Listener's Lounge, which is our program, (laughs) and the program with interviews called Touch Base in Seoul. I hope that many people listen to KBS. I want to know more about your history and how to help the radio to spread the Korean history and K-pop. Well, Alberto sent us two recordings of what he heard. He listened to us on March 12th at 2200 hours UTC on 11.810 megahertz and rated the reception as overall excellent. He tuned into Listener's Lounge and heard us talking about St. Patrick's Day festivities in Korea Mm -hmm. and reading reception reports and letters from our listeners. It's great to hear from you and really wonderful to hear that the reception condition was excellent in South America. Yeah. Yeah, we will send you a QSL card and we really hope that we can continue to hear from you often. Yeah, and you mentioned that you wanted to know more about Korean history Mm -hmm. and K-pop and KBS World Radio is actually a wonderful, wonderful way to learn more about Korea. So we hope that you will continue to tune into us and also check out our past programs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Korean history, I think, one of our past programs is definitely a great way to learn more about Korean history. And you can get more information on that on our website at world.kbs.co.kr. Now, Walter Thomason of St. Louis, Missouri, also wrote us a short email with his reception report, and here is what he said. Hello, I'm currently listening to KBS English service on 11.810 megahertz at 2235 hours UTC on March 15th. I'm listening from St. Louis, Missouri in the USA. Just a fair signal with fading. I'm listening on an ICOM receiver with a long wire antenna. The reception has improved 
approved at 2240 UTC, and I can just make out a news report with Korea mentioned. Mm. I love to listen to your station and get the Korean perspective. Have a great day and thank you. Mm. So it sounds like he wasn't able to hear us that mm-hmm. well yeah. since he was just able to make out make a news out report pieces. with Korea mentioned. So thanks so much, Walter, for writing in to us, although it was very difficult to hear. And I think it's actually the first time that we're hearing from you. Yeah. So we hope that we'll be able to hear from you more often with your reception reports and comments. And it's great to hear that at least the reception conditions seem to have improved a little bit for <laughs> North America. So we'll make sure to send you a QSL for your report. And we hope to hear back from you soon. Now, moving on. On, we had uh, some, some of the mail we received here at KBS World Radio Studios this week. We received a lovely green card in the mail from our longtime listener, Robert Kralowski of Perry, New York in the US. And the card said, Since it's St. Paddy's Day, I want to tell you I think you're very witty, intelligent, good-natured, fun and talented. And then when you open it up on the inside, it said, Dear RKI, why are you looking in here? Isn't that enough Balarney for you? Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. As always, Robert. P.S. St. Patrick's Day is always widely celebrated here in the USA. Mm-hmm. And it's widely celebrated all around the mm-hmm. world as well. And the card is very cute. Mm-hmm. And we've uh, posted up a picture of it on mm-hmm. our Facebook. So thanks so much for the card. And Robert always sends us cards for uh, Halloween, mm. St. Patrick's Day, for these very special days. He never forgets. So That's very nice. uh, thanks so much for being such a loyal listener for such a long time. Mm-hmm. We know that Robert. Robert's been with us for a very long time because he refers to us by our old name, Radio Korea International. So uh, we hope you had a lovely St. Patrick's Day as well. And, you know, we mentioned the St. Patrick's Day Festival here in Korea. So we celebrate St. Patrick's Day here in Korea as well. Uh, We hope you are doing well and we look forward to hearing back from you soon. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, that was actually my first St. Patrick's Day card to ever receive. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, especially nice, Robert. And uh, just for any listeners that don't know, Blarney uh, is kind of just uh, talking excessively, mm-hmm. like kind of making making stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a word that's very commonly used in Ireland mm-hmm. because people can talk too much. Apparently, <laughs> we have the gift of the gab for talking. <laughs> now, our next letter is from Mikio Kohara of Osaka, Japan, and here is what he wrote: "I had the pleasure of listening to your English broadcast from Seoul, so here is my reception report from your station. I heard your broadcast." Broadcast on January 7th, 2016 on 9.570 MHz at 0800 hours UTC. The simpo was 45444, but it deteriorated to 33342 after... 0836 hours UTC and the main point of the program included the news about discussions condemning North Korea's nuclear test at the UN Security Council Seoul Calling talked about immigrant workers to South Korea and there was also drama lines and Korea Today and Tomorrow I listened using an ICOM ICR75 receiver and 1.6 meter rod type antenna. The condition was good for listening but there was interference that sounded like jamming heard from 0836 UTC. I was able to enjoy the latest Korean news and topics for the nuclear test referred to as a hydrogen bomb by North Korea. 
here in Osaka, we do not have cold winters. The weather is like spring. I will continue to listen to KBS World Radio this year. Thank you for your service. Well, thank you so much for your detailed report and letter to us, and we hope we will continue to hear from you often this year. Well, we know that Osaka is also famous for mm-hmm. its cherry blossoms. I actually <laughs> saw some pictures of people, oh, some of my friends who traveled to Osaka this year to see the cherry blossoms, and they looked very lovely as well. So uh, I wonder if you were able to go out and enjoy the cherry blossoms, please let us know. Yes, if you happen to have any photographs of the cherry blossoms in your area, please send us some in. That would be really nice for us to see and compare with the cherry blossoms here in Korea. Now, I think we might have time for one last report. We have another listener we haven't heard from in a long time who has written into us. It's David Crystal from Israel. He sent us his receiving log with reports from October 2015 until March 2016. Right. He listened to us on October 30th at 1600 hours UTC on 9.515 megahertz, November 18th at 2200 hours UTC on 11.810 megahertz, February 20th at 1800 hours UTC on 7.275 megahertz, February 26th and March 4th and 5th at 1800 hours UTC on 7.275 megahertz, March 5th also at 2200 hours UTC on 11.810 megahertz and March 6th, 7th and 12th at 1800 hours at 7.275 megahertz. Wow, well that is a lot of reception reports. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for that. And the reception condition for October was overall good and he mentioned that we talked about a survey going on from October 5th until the 18th. He tuned into Sounds of Korea on November 18th and he also mentioned that the sideband was lower for the remaining days that he tuned into us and that the reception condition was generally good except for February 20th which was overall poor. Now he didn't have any other comments for us but he left us some brief details of the programs that he listened to. Mm. Well, thank you so much for the reception reports, David. It's been a very long time. We hope you are doing well, and we hope we can hear from you more frequently this year. Please let us know what you think of our programs and website if you can, and also how you are doing if you have the chance. We look forward to hearing more from you soon. Yes, that would be wonderful. All right, now we'll move on to our feature program, the DX Report. And this week we have our U.S. DX Report, with Kevin O'Donovan. Hi listeners, this is Kevin from over here in New Mexico, USA, back again with this week's listening tips. Well, it's official, Madagascar World Voice, the sister station of Alaska-based KNLS, went on the air this past Easter, Sunday the 27th of March. This new station will reach South America, Africa, China, India, and the Middle East. Here's just a sample of their times and frequencies. In English to India from 0 to 1 hour UTC on 9.600 MHz and from 1 to 2 hours UTC on 9.665 MHz. African English to the African continent from 4 to 5 hours UTC on 9.480 MHz and from 18 to 19 hours UTC on 17.640 MHz. Other languages include Spanish, Arabic, Russian, and Chinese, and the schedule can be found at www.worldchristian.org and just click on the Madagascar World Voice icon. As a new station is on the air, another one is being torn down after being off the air for nearly a decade. This past week, the old Voice of America towers in the U.S. state of North Carolina were torn down. 
There is a video of the controlled demolition of the antenna site, which contained 128 structural steel towers, including 48 quad towers, can be found on YouTube. On YouTube, just search Voice of America Demolition, and you should see the video posted within the past week. It's quite amazing to see how they've been torn down through explosives, yet sad to see an end of an era. The official KBS World Radio app has an interesting feature. I'm sure many of you have heard about the Dokdo Islands. Inside the app, there is an impressive feature detailing the wildlife and geographical details of the islands. The app puts you in a virtual boat as you tour the islands, and it's quite fun. There are two KBS World Radio apps, but the one to view the Dokdo feature is the KBS World Radio app and not the on-air app. Once open, click Special on the right side, and then click on the Dokdo mobile banner. Just a quick schedule update to share. Radio Tirana from Albania released their schedule, which took effect March 27th and runs through October 29th. The English broadcast airs Monday through Saturday from 20 to 20.30 UTC on 7.465 MHz and from Tuesday to Sunday from 1.30 to 2 hours UTC on 9.855 MHz. These transmissions are directed towards Western Europe and North America. Lastly, some sad news as European broadcaster The Mighty KBC ended broadcast on 6.095 MHz on March 27th due to a lack of sponsors. They're still airing on 1602 kHz medium wave on DAB+, as well as through the internet. And the app that I prefer to use is the TuneIn Radio app, which is available on many platforms. Just simply load the app up and search for KBC Radio 1602. And that's all for this week's show. I'll be back next week with more radio-related news. And until next time, everyone, 73s and take care. That's all we have for you this week on KBS Listener's Lounge. Thank you for joining us today. This has been Emily Jennings. And I'm Karen Choi. We'll be back next week with another interesting show, so make sure to tune in again. Have a great weekend, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.